Amen. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to worship at Middle Collegiate Church. We are glad that you are here. If you will join me, please, in the call to worship printed in your bulletin. Holy friend, we find ourselves on stolen land. Lenape land. Manahata, the land of many hills. The Lenape On this holiday, March for Discovery, help us truly discover reverence for the land and humility about our place on it. Help us love you, Mama Earth. My friends, if you would stand and join us, this land is your land. everyone I said good morning everyone oh that makes me feel how you doing yeah come see come saw anybody I am (laughs) I'm really glad to see you though if you're here for the very first time would you please raise your hand and keep them hand stand up high raise them there we go yeah Woo! good where are you from 
New York, excellent. Thanks for coming. Where are you from? New York. New York. Where are you from? New York. Woo! Who else? Where are you from? Washington, D.C. Washington. All right, Washington, D.C. Uh, did I miss anybody? Yeah. Where are you from? Okay, evidently not. Okay. Where are you from? France. Bienvenue. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Let's wave to everybody online. Hello, people online. We would love to be able to stay in touch with you, all of you. So if you don't get a weekly note from us, please just name an email. Name an email. Don't worry about the deep dive. Name an email so we can be in touch, so we can send you a letter, so you can know how to stay connected, so you can worship with us online. Some of our friends are back who've been away. I'm so glad to see you. It's wonderful when you're here. It's good to have you. Let me tell you a couple of things that are happening today. Notice the screens are telling you some things that are happening today. Um, at 2 o'clock, my friend Zainab Salbi is coming, um, as is a beautiful group, Sufi group, called Desert Rose. I don't know if they're here in the house, if they are. You're going to be so moved. It's part of our revolutionary love conversation this year, so come and hear about Zainab's new book, about how freedom starts in here, and come hear the beautiful music. Two o'clock, get some lunch, there's food, come and stay. We'd love to have you. Um, there's a Bible study every Sunday in the middle, so you wanna do that too. Just come and feast on the word and go deep in the middle um, about all the ways God's blessing us. Ivan Anderson is teaching in the middle right now. Stand up, Ivan. Yes. Being hosted by the lovely Catherine Torpy. Is she still in the room? Well, she's awesome. So anyway, that's what's happening. Um, Rob has an announcement on the mic that is golden. Good morning, middle. Good morning, Rob. Um, as many of you, uh, some of you know, uh, that uh, Hershey and I moved to Bethesda, Maryland for a job that Hershey has as a priest at St. John's Norwood, associate priest there, which is going great. Uh, I was the substitute teacher for the kindergarten class last week, uh, which was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> but uh, tons of kids coming out of their ears. Um, but uh, we're, I'm not going to be commuting for much longer. Uh, so I've started uh, as transitioning out of this role into uh, doing training for the Racial Equity Institute. It's doing anti-racist trainings across uh, the country. They're based in North Carolina, um, but doing them uh, other places all over. And so for the next month or so, I'll be doing a little vacation and doing that work. I'll be back on November 4th to preach. And then, God willing, based on a meeting we have this afternoon, hopefully be ordained here at Middle Church on November 11th in the afternoon. So I know when we train up these amazing leaders and they move on to do other things, we have the deep sorrow and stuff in our bodies. I have just about forgiven Hershey for moving and taking Rob. No, we love Hershey and Rob. And therefore, we love that they're married and they both get to do God's work in the world. So we support that and we'll have a chance to celebrate Rob. And I just want to remind us that this is what we do. 
We're a teaching church. Anybody who's an associate minister who stays here longer than three, four, five years, it's a miracle. Like Adrian was a miracle. He was here seven years. But associate ministers are supposed to grow up and go. That's what they do. So pretty soon we'll let you go. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay. Thanks, Thanks Rob. Yeah. Okay. That's a flurry, that's a lot. I just want to take a breath with you. And then Bertram is going to come and help us to have our morning prayer. Everybody a breath. Thank you. Thank you, Bertram. Thank you. Good morning, Middle. Good morning. This is our time of prayer and how wonderful it is that we have a God who listens to us. That when we open our hearts and we share our pain, when we share our joys, our uncertainty and confusion, that God listens to us. And that spirit, when we listen, sends us out to do great things and healing a world that needs much love. So in that spirit, I want to invite you into this time of prayer. I'll also remind you or let you know that today is World Communion Sunday. And so we as a body of believers here are uniting our hearts and voices with people across the globe who call out for justice and healing and restoration and, re and reparations. And as you all know, tomorrow is Indigenous Peoples Day. And so we also stand with them and honor uh, the lives, the culture, the heritage that came before us on this soil, in this land. And so with that great spirit uniting us, let us pray. Holy Creator, Mother, Father God of all peoples, all nations, all lands, we give you thanks that we are made, each of us, in your image. And because we bear your image, we show the rich diversity of what it means to be your people and, and your diversity as spirit and oneness. On this day, we stand in solidarity with your children around the world and around this nation. We pray for true liberation for those who are still oppressed. We pray for our native brothers and sisters, indigenous people across the world, whose lands, whose culture, whose languages and ways of being have been robbed of them. We pray for their comfort and for their restoration, that they would see themselves, not that just they would, that we would see them created in your image and love them as you love us. God, we confess the sins of imperialism and colonialism, which we feel, uh, many of our governments feel is the right thing or it's, it's their, their law or their right. God, help us to be people who stand up, who stand up against injustice and greed and violence and proclaim a law of love that transforms all of us. God, as we pray for people around the world today, for our brothers and sisters in other lands, for your children in other lands, we pray for the people of Puerto Rico. We pray for people suffering from natural disasters in Indonesia. We pray for nations on the verge of civil war and for the violence that's happening in our very own nation, for the exploitation of women, for the subjugation of women and for poor people who just deserve the right to 
to have housing and healthcare and shelter and food. There's so much, God, that we should all be able to share in that great table and feast together. God, we pray for our brother Rob as he goes before the committee, um, that you would give him the words to speak, uh, the truth that is in his heart of what it means to be called to do this great work. And we send him out with, with blessing, God, trusting that you provide for him. And God, as we pray for Rob, we also pray for ourselves that each of us would find our ministry and what it means to be your servant, to proclaim truth and justice and healing and liberation in the world around us, wherever we are, if it's just on our block or in our home or on our street or beyond, that we are your agents of healing and transformation and love in the world that needs it so, so dearly. God, we pray these things, trusting in your holy names for all of us. Amen. And now, friends, united, I just want to invite you to stand and pray the prayer that Jesus taught us in the language that's most familiar to you, in the tradition with the words that's most familiar to you, or you can use what's here printed in our bulletin, saying, Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Middle Church, we are people of peace, and I invite you to turn to your neighbor and share the peace of God with each other.
Today's scripture comes from Psalm chapter 26. Listen now for a word from God. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and mind. For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in faithfulness to you. I do not sit with the worthless, nor do I consort with the hypocrites. I hate the company of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord, singing aloud a song of thanksgiving and telling all your wondrous deeds. O Lord, I love the house in which you dwell and the place where your glory abides. Do not sweep me away with sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. Those in whose hands are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In the great congregation, I will bless the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Marta. Good morning, everyone. I don't know about you, but to my mind, the gospel choir preached the sermon I need to hear today. What about you? This text, this beautiful psalm, I think, has both some of the pathos that we're experiencing in our lives and also the kind of final, but thank our God anyway. Um, I'm emotional today. Is anybody else feeling emotional today? Shout out your emotion. Tell me what you got. Fear, pain, anger, disappointment. Yeah. Right? National hot mess times. Hot mess. And I want to thank Amanda for going to D.C. yesterday to represent Middle Church. And Jennifer, Jennifer Cookie Peeps is not here, but she was there too, ready to be arrested and trained. Thank you, Jennifer, if you're watching online. And I want to thank Edna and Lila, our deacons, who went um, to Washington Square Park, and John Jenka went, and Pilar Mulholland, who's ours, but at another church, they came and represented in Washington Square Park with me. So thank you guys, too. Thank you so much for that. Um, and, you know, Christina's often out at uh, Isleth Seminary today, doing her first week of... Uh, of training, of on-site learning, but she and Ness were socializing all the things we were doing anyway. What a time we've had this week. And I wrote this sermon a couple of weeks ago. Um, this land is God's land, getting ready for Indigenous People Day tomorrow. And there was a part of me that really thought, well, maybe I should just let this sermon go and just talk about some other stuff, the obvious stuff. But honestly, it's all connected. And that's what I want to make sure that we don't miss. So let me share some of what I've prepared as we think about how this land is God's land. Lenape were the people who lived in this part of the world. 
ages ago, when the first human beings came about 6,000 years ago to live in this land, those Lenape in canoes met Giovanni di Verrazzano. Yes, the bridge is named after him. The first European explorer to come to New York Harbor in 1524. But let me be perfectly clear, neither Giovanni nor Cristobal Colombo, none of those people discovered anything. They discovered that they weren't in India. <laughs> but, but, the, but, the, <laughs> hello. but the people were here, the land was here, the civilization that was rich was already here, and they happened upon it. 1524, Verrazano. 1608, a man named Samuel Chaplin charts the land and makes a map. A year later, Henry Hudson decides he gets to claim the land for the Dutch, an Englishman working for the Dutch in 1608. In 1628, when the Dutch, who were building a city called uh, New Amsterdam, decided that they wanted to have a worship service down on the fort at Wall Street, they had not come to America for freedom of religion. They had come to trap furs, thank you very much, with the native people, and they did. And they borrowed the land for a little while from the Lenape, who went off to another place to be warmer, and came back and ended up making a trade with those Dutch people for trinkets and stones at a value of $24. $24. Is what they gave in exchange for this land. The Lenape called this earth Kahesena Haki. Kahesena Haki. Say that with me. Kahesena Haki, Mother Earth. They called this region Sheshibi, Sheshibi, or the place bordering the ocean. And they called this place Manahata, meaning island of many hills. The Lenape had no written language, but people could hear the words they used to describe the things, and lots of New York places have those Lenape names. So, Raritan Bay, Rockaway, Carnacy in Brooklyn, all of these come from the Muncie dialect, including, as I said, Manahata. So, what were these folks like? They were traders, they were craftspeople, they made amazing canoes. They feasted on wild turkey and, uh, and deer and corn when it became a part of this nation. They made ornamented belts that were purple and white mollusk shells. I would have loved those because purple is my favorite color. They were able to keep, even with their so-called primitive weapons, they were able to keep the Dutch at bay for a really long time, and the Dutch ended up um, settling over there in Jersey City. But ultimately, they took this land, and you know the rest of it. It was Peter Minuit who made this $24 deal. Let's make a deal. 15,000 Lenape lived in this area when the Dutch came. Now, there is no significant body of Lenape in this land. But they left their legacy, their old pathways, their old walking ways uh, became our streets. 
So the Great White Way, Broadway, used to be the Mohican Trail. Greenwich Village was a Lenape village on the banks of Manetta Creek. Sacred council fires were held at Bowling Green. And Franklin Square and Cherry Street were the site of vast Lenape cherry orchards before they were cut down for our parks and apartment buildings. So what, Jackie? Well, this land was their land. And this land is God's land. And one of the things that I think we have to do, even in the middle of political stress and strife, is to one, stop and honor the land. I'd be so delighted if you took away these three things from this sermon. One, honor the land. So when you're on the way to the A train or to catch the three, four, five, you know, when you're on the way to the subway, when you're hopping in a cab, what if we just all stopped and paused and said, this land was their land. This land is God's land. When you're in Midtown, imagine the swift-moving warriors or the women carrying water. Just picture them on the land and imagining that this land was God's. Two, I want us to switch up the narrative. Like, I'm talking to the young people in the room, but to all of us, every time we call tomorrow Columbus Day, we are buying into the white, supremacist, patriarchal narrative that we've all inherited. Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't mean to make white people in the room feel uncomfortable. Um, but all the white men in the room know that I'm going to talk about race at least once a month, don't you guys? So I'm, I'm just calling you the woke white men who have a black dreadlocked pastor, amen, who are going to talk about race once a month. And you can take it, can't you? Yes, you can. I'm clapping for y'all. <laughs> yes, you can. And I'm talking to the white women in the room just for a minute. I was at Washington Square Park yesterday, and a young Latina woman was in tears saying, white women, are you all going to be awake? What's, what are you going to do now? Are you with us now? So white women, white men in this room, you walk past the comfortable church to come to this prophetic church, don't you? <laughs> yes, you do. You come to this place because you know, you know we're going to speak the truth. So we need to disrupt narratives. This is not Columbus Day. This is Indigenous People Day. And even if you're Italian, you don't have to raise your hand, but even if you're Italian, like at the dinner table, what about if you, let, what about if you said some of this? What if you said the word Lenape at the table? What if you Googled, because I did, I didn't know any of this until I Googled it. What if you Googled Lenape and Manahata and put some history in it and at the big table of celebration now in Thanksgiving when they're going to whip out this narrative one more time about the... the <laughs> <coughs> Amanda, can you bring my water? You know, it'll be all feathers and woo and kind of... <coughs> just like... Hail to the no, to those narratives. Is that okay? We have to let that stuff go. And third, this to me is the most important thing for today. We're all so devastated, I am, so devastated to think about a nation in which all of the scenes that happened these last 
month could play out and we still could confirm that guy. It's heartbreaking. But what we have to do also is stay alert and connect the dots. And what I mean by that is stealing the land is the original sin. That's the original sin. And the second sin is stealing the people off their land so they can build the stuff that's on the stolen land. That's the second sin. And it goes like this, steal the land, steal the people, build the stuff. Why? Because we're chosen. Why? Because we're manifest destiny. Why? Because God made us superior and white. Therefore, we can take what we want from wherever we want it and call it ours and stick a flag in it, including Puerto Rico. You see how I'm connecting the dots? And they don't have states right, but damn if we won't take their cotton and coconut and whatever. And that connects to how we deal with immigrants on the border, whose land this was that we took from them too. And that goes with building walls. And that goes with caging children. And that goes with keeping them separated from their parents. And that goes with $775 per day per child. $775 per day per child is how much money that prison industrial complex called immigration makes. And we got to connect that to the prison industrial complex. We've got to connect that to slavery, quote, emancipation, 13th Amendment, unless they're criminals. And so we have criminals who smoke pot and go to jail and can't get out and can't vote. Do you understand? We have to connect all of those dots because that's how we get to a nation that'll just lose its mind when somebody named Barack Hussein Obama is elected president with his black, gorgeous, fine wife and her big butt and strong arms and their beautiful black children in the world. Lose your mind. Lose your mind and elect someone accused of sexual aggression 19 times. That's how you get there. And you get there and you get some amalgamation of pretend Christianity, which is really Trumpism. And you get 4,000 clergy saying justice doesn't go with Jesus. And then you get this week. We have to connect the dots. We have to connect the dots between our oppression and our broken hearts and rising anti-Semitism in this land and rising Islamophobia in this land and the way we don't value women's bodies and don't believe survivors in this land. We have to wake up and stay awake, even in our grief. I'm so sad. I needed you today to get up this morning. When we connect all the dots, we're going to cry those ugly cry tears, you know the ones where you're embarrassed to look at yourself because you're crying so hard and you get a headache. Have you cried that cry? And then we're going to pray. I hope you'll pray. Our tears are prayers. Our marching are, is prayers. Coming here singing together is prayers. Holding our baby is prayers. And then we got to take action. Weak depression, anger makes us turn inside Understandable, right? Like you shut down and you fold up 
and you just want to curl into a ball. But we can't stay in the ball. We've got to open up our chests. We've got to pay attention. We've got to read. We've got to register to vote. Now, run to your computer if you haven't registered to vote. <laughs> By October 12th. And then we've got to stay informed and we've got to send our $5, our $2, our energy to the fights that matter, the electoral fights that matter, so we can at least have people serving in office who care about justice, who care about love, who care about life, who care about the Constitution. Are you with me? Yes. Don't let anyone tell you that being a person of faith is not a political project. It, in fact, is a political choice. A political choice. So Tuesday, our staff is off tomorrow honoring Lenape's. Tuesday, we'll be back on the website with a page called Faith and Politics. You will go there to that page and you will know what's happening. You will hear whose races are important. You will know about vote for common good. Write that down now, vote for common good. Our Genesis B is being sponsored by the Middle Project to go around and talk to the movable middle. Let's vote for what's good. Let's vote for what's just. Let's vote for what's right. And I'll be joining that tour in October. So you'll follow us on Twitter and on Facebook and at the website to know how you can be engaged. We go have to vote out the people who don't believe in love. We're going to have to do that. And when we do, we'll just say, you're fired, right? We'll just simply say, you're fired. <laughs> we're going to have to do that. And we're going to have to pay attention. We could feel like our world is going to hell in a handbasket, but we are the ones we've been waiting for. We're the only ones we've been waiting for. To stand up, to protest, to be strong, to articulate a vision of love and justice every day as loudly as we can until it reverberates in every city in the nation, this is what love looks like. Say that, this is what love looks like. This is what love looks like. This is what love looks like, and if you aren't doing love, get out. One, honor the land. Two, resist narratives that are basically lies. <laughs> Let go of turkey and feathers. Come on. And use every moment at your dinner table with your mama and your sweet potato pie to tell the truth on that. And three, connect the dots. From the original sin to yesterday, it's one giant arc. And if the moral arc of the universe is going to bend toward justice, all of us need to be standing up, reaching up to get it, pull it down. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.
Every time you bite into a hot dog, your mouth is taking in hundreds of tiny little mustard seeds. So what? Who cares about mustard seeds? They're good on a hot dog. Who cares? Look at the tip of my finger. Can you even see it? Imagine holding this in your hand. Examine it. Roll it around in your fingers. Can you even smell it? A seed that's so small, it can be hard to hold on to. This tiny kernel can grow into a tree as tall as this sanctuary ceiling. 30 feet tall and 20 feet wide. <laughs> P.S. I am paraphrasing Jesus. Just look at these beautiful mustard trees that provide shade and comfort on the hottest of days. At Middle Church, we're growing a movement with a canopy of radical welcome that provides comfort and restoration in these shown up hot mess times. This is the reign of God, the kingdom of God, the family, the community, the movement. Jesus was just talking about us. We're little, we're small. We do tiny things. Tiny acts of kindness, tiny acts of compassion, tiny acts of love, and definitely tiny acts of justice. We have to start somewhere. And when we do, it creates this beautiful movement of strength and solidarity, friendship and impact. See, the trunk of this movement, it's fortified with each participant bringing a gift no matter the size. Because small, it's relative. Honey, it depends on who you are and where you're standing. For some people, a dollar's big, and a hundred thousand, that's small for someone else. So, what's your mustard seed? Whatever it is, come plant it here at Middle Church and watch it grow. Or, put it on a hot dog. Okay, no. You, you don't put mustard seeds on hot dogs. That metaphor doesn't really work. Of course you do. You get them, you grind it up, you put it on a nice vegan hot dog. I mean, do it here at Middle, but you put mustard seeds on a hot dog, Jackie. Middle is an amazing movement of love and justice that has both local and international impact. And we can only do this with your financial support. Of any size. So, be a hot dog. What? Don't be a hot dog, be a movement. Because together, we ain't tiny.
For every gift of every size, we are truly thankful. And help us use every penny to honor the land and all people. Amen. You may be seated. We have brought our whole selves here today, Holy One. Our sadness, our anger, our collective exploitation. And yet the beauty we experience nonetheless. Art that has filled our souls, music that has rejuvenated us, answered prayers. As the world communes with you today, O oh God, we seek to be your risen body, carrying on your work of healing and transforming a broken world, alive to the power of transformative love at work among us. We break this bread as you broke the bread, knowing this is your body broken for us. We are your broken, resilient, and resurrected body. We know that when we reject, when we don't listen to broken bodies, abused bodies, survivors, resurrected uh, revolutionaries, that we are actually not listening to you, oh God. Amen. So we eat remembering you, taking in your spirit and your very body, just as you commanded. Likewise, we share this cup as you shared the cup. This is the cup of a new covenant, a new way of being in the world. We drink it remembering you, taking you inside us, knowing that we can't live the same way that we have. Amen. This is God's land, and this is God's house, which makes this God's table. And no matter who you are, no matter how you've lived your life, no matter what you do, you are absolutely welcome here. So please come from the balcony and the back to the center. There will be three stations, one in the center, one here at this corner, one here at that corner. Help us please by using all three stations. You're welcome here.
As the choir comes up for closing hymn, you please join me uh, in a moment of prayer. O holy God, bless this food and drink to our bodies so we may fully be your body. Let us remember this as you have asked us, as we remember your redemption and resurrection, as we carry your resurrection in our very bones, and knowing that if it's not available and open to everyone, then we are diminished. If the good news isn't setting those free who are oppressed, then we are diminished. So we ask that we live out this resurrection that we embody today, this week, and bring us back again next week. In many ways, we pray. Amen. Amen. Middle, if you would stand and look in your bulletins. Ellen has so lovingly put the melody in for us so we can knock this out of the park with a little bit of joy this morning. This song comes from Cuba. Like a minute, John, will you come? John. While John is coming, yes, John is coming, 
Uh, Friday is the last day to register to vote. Friday is the last day to register to vote. So by Friday, you should vote. I forgot to thank Anjanu Ellis, who was in D.C. so many times. She should have gotten an apartment there and was also at Washington Square Park. You raise your hand. There we go. This is our baby. No, it's their baby. No, this is our baby. <laughs> Gabby and I are on the same page. <laughs> this is Joel and Gabby's baby. Stand up, y'all. Don't, okay, don't. Come on. All right. Therefore, it's my baby, too. No stretch marks, but a baby. I'm um, feeling really worried about our world for these guys, for all these guys. And they're counting on us. We can be mad if we want to. I don't blame you. But when we get through being mad and sad, we got to do something about it. Tuesday, website, all the way to the elections. Something to do. Stay tuned. In the meantime, in our grief and in our sorrow, see. May God bless you and keep you. May God shine his face upon you. May God lift up their countenance upon you. May she look upon you with favor and give you peace, peace, so much peace. The world's peace. Can't imagine. Amen. <laughs>